Untitled Cinema Gals Project, the podcast dedicated to film, television, and the people who make them. I'm one of your hosts, Morgan, and this is Jels. Hi, Morgan. Long time no see. I know, forever. I was really concerned you were taking a drink of water as I was doing the introduction. And I was. You were, <laughs> you were wondering, am I going to hit my cue? Am I going to make it? And you did hit your mark. I did it. I'm so proud of you. I'm impressed with myself. So we're here to read your reviews. Um, well, thank you to everyone who has uh, rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the podcast. Get a friend to do so. Um, a while ago, I did mention that if we got 15 reviews, I would do my Moira Rose fruit wine commercial, but we didn't quite make it, folks. We so, didn't. Mostly out of lack of effort on my promotional part. Come on. Come on. So let's dive into some of these reviews. Do you want to start with our first review? Our first review ever is from the dear Ronaldo Sosa. Love this man. I haven't listened yet, but I love Amy Adams and I know Chelsea has great taste. So it's an automatic five out of five. Oh man, my ego already coming in hot. <laughs> five out of five. Just because of Amy Adams, I feel like is the correct answer. That is true. That was a fun episode. We just went all over the place. I mean, so does Amy Adams, though. That's true. Very true. Do you have the reviews pulled up? Would you like to read the next one? Our next one is from uh, sometimes guest, uh, Nicole Ackman. Uh, Morgan and Chels are clearly so knowledgeable about film but also are chilled enough that this podcast is really relaxing to listen to. I'm glad that we are both chill and knowledgeable. We really are. It's like, we like smart stuff, but I also love Godzilla versus Kong. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know how chill we are. We are a little chaotic. We are chill in our own special way. We don't get riled Mm -hmm. up by silly things. This is true. This is true. (laughs) This is very true. Okay, I will read the next one from Funny Comic Talk. I really enjoyed the first episode. So many hot takes on Amy Adams' projects. The hosts are insightful and the banter is funny and feels comfortable like listening to two friends talk. Keep up the good work. Smiley emoji. Hey, we are two friends that just talk. Uh, No, we're enemies. Um, But yeah, no, our banter is great. (laughs) Uh, Y'all have a new enemy. I just learned this. What? I have a new enemy, apparently. I didn't know this. That's incredible. Well, add them to the list. That is fair. I mean, I did make you watch some bad movies, but also I feel like you got your revenge really smartly. You you did. We can talk about that in another episode. (laughs) Yeah, but um, okay. Look out for Morgan's revenge. Oh, I can't. We're going to have to title that episode Morgan's Revenge coming to a podcast episode sometime soon. Um, Our next review is from the wonderful Grace Aki, who has been on the podcast a number of times. And also helps torture you. This is true. 
Um, <laughs> these do have so much energy behind their topics. And honestly, I could listen to them talk about anything. Love the concept. Can't wait for more episodes. Well, I can't wait to have Grace on more episodes. Hopefully we won't torture you as much. That's okay. I mean, it makes for great memes, which our Twitter account is now a meme account. We are now a meme account. Morgan, your true calling. I make memes all the time, but I keep them to myself. And now I am just letting that other facet of my life just wreak chaos on Twitter. Yeah. Well, this next review is from the coolest person in the world. It is titled, We Love Morgan from Achels725. Wonder who that is. is. (laughs) I love Morgan and want her to do Moira's fruit wine commercial. Five stars. All of these have been five stars, by the way. We have great friends. 15 out of 10 would recommend. We really do. Next one. Next one. The Grand Lemur. Is that... That's how you spell lemur. Okay. I don't ask spell. Uh, Morgan and Charles do a great job of discussing film in a way that is smart as well as engaging. I appreciate being called smart. Um, that is actually the highest compliment as someone who identifies as a Christina Yang in this situation. Thank you so much. I am also a Christina Yang, or at least I want to be a Christina Yang. We've talked about this, but yes, yeah, we love those- smarts shout out to our sandra o episode shout out love sandra o okay next review (laughs) title lookout slice bread from certainly not gavin could couldn't tell you who gavin is maybe from the mixed reviews who knows i love listening to chelsea morgan talk movies and i'd listen to it for days on end if i could so so funny so insightful and so inviting just a couple Judys who know what they're talking about. Thanks, certainly not Gavin. Thank you, not Gavin. We appreciate the review. I also like the good Judys because very randomly, my nickname in school was Judy. So it just, thank you for seeing me, Gavin. Not really Gavin. seeing you. Certainly not Gavin. And if you want to hear us talk all the time, just feel free to stalk us. It's fine. That's fine too. Um, And our last final uh, review that we have comes from Gabe the Joker. Gabe, who's also been a very longtime supporter of the podcast, wrote. Thanks, Gabe. Yes, I love the hangout nature and Chelsea Morgan are utterly lovable and chaotic hosts. And every guest is amazing. Every new episode is as exciting as the previous one. I'm glad he mentioned the chaos because. Thank you. It's really how we thrive. Like, we're, we just go off the handle. We really do. It's the only way to live. Oh. It really is. Well, as always, thank you everyone for listening to our chaos uh, and being yes, a part of it. It was worth the um, months of learning to read. It took me eight months to learn this. So you're welcome. Wow. Wow. I'm so proud of you, Chels. I know. Growth. Chels, so we're doing a mini-sode. Woohoo! I love minisodes. And not only are we doing a minisode, we're doing a minisode on Coda. <gasps> a movie I actually like? So Coda, which premiered at Sundance in 2021, is written and directed by Sean Hader. Who, Sean Hader. 
who, by the way, directed one of my favorite episodes of Glow. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Watched it on my birthday. Um, yeah, so it is based on a French film. A not very good French film because, like, um, there's a lot of similar plot devices and stuff, but the... Um, like I, we'll get more into the plot, but it is played by hearing actors, um, most of the family, like all the family really. And so there's a lot more stereotypes in it, but this film I think is a little bit better. I'm mostly of hearing. I have a little twinge of hearing loss in one of my ears, but you know, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, ENCODA is an acronym that stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And so a very quick plot summary is that um, there is a young woman named Ruby, uh, played by Amelia Jones, who is the only hearing member of her family. And she, in addition to being the only hearing member of her family, she really loves music, which her family doesn't quite understand because of their status with hearing loss and um so she has a kind of quandary where not only is she having issues with connecting with her family over the past time that she loves but her family also has to really rely on her because she is the only hearing person in a family of deaf adults and uh I think what the film does beautifully is really show how we take hearing for granted as a communication skill and the ways that we really don't adapt our communication for deaf members of our community. And um, I think that it tackled a lot of things in a very subtle and thoughtful way. And it didn't hurt with the fact that everyone who was playing a deaf character is also deaf or hard and or hard of hearing themselves yeah and that was one thing that uh, Marley Maitland she was one of the first people cast um she said she would walk away from the film if the husband and her son were not played by deaf actors and that's kind of fun because it's the son and the husband are actually two of my favorite characters in the film. I love all mm-hmm. of them, but I think particularly the father is just like yeah. tears your heart out. So good. Played by Troy Kotzer and the son played by Daniel uh, Durant. When did you see Coda Morgan? Did you see it at Sundance? I, I did. Um, it oh, won yeah. basically all of the awards. And I was like, well. And then Apple bought it for a record $25 million. Yeah. Super casual. Um, love to see uh, female filmmakers succeeding. Uh, we do have to note the um, filmmaker and stuff did is of hearing. So mm-hmm. um, that is one thing that a lot of um, people in the deaf community and critics have noted that um, maybe it should not have been directed by that. I cannot comment on that, but it is also something to think about along with the lead actress being played not by an actual coda. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Yeah. I mean, valid concerns and valid things to point out. Um, But 
I did see it at Sundance. And I think one of the things that CODA does is it follows if what you could somewhat expect as like a stereotypical pattern, which mm-hmm. aren't most stories you have to follow pat a pattern. Everything's a- an archetype. This is just a coming of age tale. It's no different than your ladybirds or your eighth grade, the similar plot beats. But mm-hmm. guess what? I like those plot beats. Yeah. Well, and I thought that they one of the things that um because you know, Sundance, no offense. I mean, it's one of my favorite uh film festivals because I think that they come with a lot of innovative films out of Sundance and they've Um, lately especially in the pandemic have made films so much more accessible than everybody else by like actually putting it virtual and which is really nice to see because it's not just virtual in these states you can like me in Missouri I was able to watch a bunch of movies at Sundance this year yeah and uh, Sundance's platform was amazing shout out to Sundance Mm -hmm. for making Oh yeah, everybody else I feel like has been super stressful and I never know when I can actually watch my movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, Sundance really got it right. And um, I'm also really happy that they're choosing to have a virtual platform next year as well too. um, Because we're Mm -hmm. not out of the pandemic. But anyways. And relating it back to CODA, it's all about accessibility. It is all about accessibility. And it. Um, I think one of the things is it is very easy to write off because it wasn't necessarily in the beats bringing something new, but as you become very invested in these characters and understand the struggles that they have, not just being working class people, but having their disability and having to try to operate in an all hearing environment. And I also just love seeing these coming of age films that don't just deal with rich people. I like seeing how people navigate poverty because that's kind of what they're doing. Like they're Mm -hmm. trying to like the story, like the father, the son and the daughter, they all run this fishing boat and stuff. And like That's also one of the challenges. The daughter is still in school, still trying to do a lot of stuff and exhausted all the time, has resigned herself to just being like, I got to help my family and stuff. Because even though like technically places are supposed to be ADA compliant and they're supposed to have translators or like interpreters, most places will fail you. Yeah. That is something that I've honestly had to deal with personally, like with other issues where I am. Yeah. So, well, what I really all, love is that they they navigate that, but they also give them fully realized lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially like the parents. I think that we very much are viewing parents from the young adult or their child's perspective, and they just kind of uh, Sean Heater let the parents and the kids kind of all exist in the same plane. Like they are just fully realized people. They are. And it's like, yes, you see the conflict and struggle in the film and what they have to deal with and how they personally adapt. But Mm -hmm. also the parents get to be hot and super into each other. Marley Maitland actually gets to like loosen her hair. She's just 
she's not just the victim in that SVO episode I've seen so many times or like the buttoned up person on the West Wing. She actually gets to be hot and like she gets to have a sex scene and it's really fun and the parents love each other and the son gets to have a fun little hookup too. And so it's it's honestly the little things that I love just hanging out with these people. It is a very super cute and cheesy story, but I really like it. Yeah, I, mean, I especially love when she has to, the daughter has to interpret for her parents at the doctor's office, because I think that that's something that you don't think about because, okay, yeah, I would expect to have to interpret for my parents, like at a parent-teacher conference or at... Uh, and it's like, technically those places like schools or doctor's offices are supposed to be ADA compliant. But whenever you're in a small town, that's honestly not realistic. Mm-hmm. Like I think of where my dad lives and stuff and it's a very different situation, but just when you're so isolated in a small town or something, you're not going to have the same resources as a bigger city. Yeah. So, so then you're having to translate to your parents, their health concerns and learn about your parents' lives in a way that your classmates aren't having to be put into that situation. And they do play it up comedically, um, which I appreciate because I feel like there are enough moments where you do kind of feel a little bit, um, mortified for the character because of the things that she's having to navigate you know as a young person and as a hearing person and all of these other things but you know we were able to see them have this very weird moment together but find the humor in it yeah and I do want to address like more of the controversy because people are really nitpicking Coda to death, but they didn't with Sound of Metal. And that film is made by hearing people and the lead actor, like Riz Ahmed can hear. He does not have any hearing loss, but like a deaf actor could have easily played that role. Mm-hmm. So I think people only like these stories and support them when there is the element of tragedy and drama and drug use and all of that and you want to see these people suffer it's like I love Marley Maitland but children of a lesser god she won the Oscar for it's just like I wish she would win the Oscar for something else super fun and cool yeah instead just because it's like oh we we, we're checking the box we've crossed this we've identified this person or it's like whenever like Daniel Day-Lewis won an Oscar for my left foot and he had to Mm -hmm. play like a disabled person I'm like I get really annoyed with that so I wish people would kind of give this film more credit than it has been getting yeah and maybe not to point out the obvious but what type of filmmaker was making Sound of Metal and who is making Coda and who was the audience for Coda and uh who's the audience for Sound of Metal except for I love Paul Racy you you mean well Paul Racy is my grandpa who are we kidding but you're telling me that misogyny exists and there's a stigma about coming of age in teen movies and that women directors are seen as lesser than you're telling me that I feel like I'm going out on a limb here but that is kind of what I'm hinting at I think you're onto something there But no, I am happy this film exists, if only to 
be a better version of a French film that's very bad that I actually tried to like watch some clips of just to see and just how they portrayed the deaf family in it the hearing actors was just like yeah I wish no 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 well and I will say that Coda has now joined love actually in movies where both sides now makes me cry that's so true it's like ah Again, it's a cheesy moment. It A lot of it is for the hearing audience, but I still cried and stuff. And I still think the actors did a great job, especially uh, what's his name? Troy Kotzer, the dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's given probably my favorite performance of the year. I think he really gets to showcase this father-daughter relationship. And like, you have this like star Oscar winner and the mom and stuff, but she actually kind of like takes a back seat to the dad. And we get to see this beautiful father daughter story that we don't always get to see. Mm-hmm. So I really loved their dynamic. Yeah. It's just, it's a really great film. And it, again, as I said, it really cleaned up at Sundance and rightfully so. Cause I it think won, that like it- four awards, like set a new record. It won yeah. everything, didn't it? It went That's except right. for best actor, um, or like whatever their version of best actor is. Um, yeah, it pretty much won everything, and I think that that's really telling. Because um, there were are there were a few films at Sundance that didn't quite fit the normal Sundance mold of it feeling scrappy, and I think Coda is was certainly one of those handful of films that did not have that I'm scrappy pulling myself up by my bootstraps and making a film for you know a box of band-aids and a gift certificate to the olive garden kind of thing so um I think that's one of the things that also really set it apart because it is also just beautifully shot yeah I love actually Actually seeing some of these smaller stories look like they have more than the $12 Netflix film yeah. that I always make fun of. Like, again, there are so many cute little movies on Netflix. I like like someone great and the half of it, but I wish they had more money behind them mm-hmm. and stuff like more promotion, more money and stuff. So I don't know. I like when these quote unquote lesser genres like rom-coms and coming of age actually have a budget. Mm-hmm. and this one looks like they really stretched their budget and I really like it a lot yeah and as I said uh Heater directed uh an episode in season one of Glow that is super awesome and I am really happy to see that she has this really excellent film now to also showcase um I'm super yeah, excited. I'm excited to see what she does next mm-hmm. we're now so, a Sean Heater um, fan account now. We are. I look forward to the memes you make. Get ready, everyone. Get um, ready. Yeah. Any other thoughts about Coda other than it's delightful and everyone should watch it if you have Apple TV? We didn't really talk much about the lead actress, even though I think she's quite excellent. She had, like, she is not a child of a deaf adult, but um, she did mm. spend nine months learning how to sign, and she is British. So she had to learn American Sign Language and yeah, couldn't tell she was British or anything. She was a good little actress. Can't wait to see what she does next either. She was really good. Yeah. And I hope, 
I would love to see this cast reunite for something like just another film, just something funny. Yeah. Have all of them get together. Yeah. So Amelia Jones, I think Make that- it a rom-com. Mm. Have you ever seen the seminal nineties film, um, Mary Kate and Ashley's billboard dad? A long time ago. Think of it like two kids setting up their parents on dates. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get some billboards. Sounds amazing. I only want rom-coms with adults. So I want those parents to be in a rom-com together. I see nothing wrong with this. Um, Hulu, get on it. Yeah, we have no money, but we have ideas over here. Um, I will say, I thought that her, one of the things that I find about sign language, um, because very randomly, I took sign language for about three, four years as a kid. There you go. Yeah, it was my first, uh, it was a second language that I learned in school. (laughs) Um, But I think one of the things that comes with sign language is the expression of emotion in the way that you're communicating with the signs themselves. And I don't think, I think like maybe Rachel McAdams in the family stone, we're talking a lot about the family stone and our too many episodes. I love it. (laughs) Um, But I think outside of that one, Amelia Jones's um, performance really kind of captured the nuance of communication that way of having like the same inflection that you would have if you're speaking mm-hmm. and Agreed. like shorthand too there's the shorthand and then there's like the different regional dialects to it and all mm-hmm. and stuff and just like what you've the slang you've made with your own family so yeah and I've seen criticism about the signing and the film and stuff but also I think we need more deaf and hard of hearing critics to really talk about this film more than a lot of the critics that have yeah yeah because I've only seen reviews from like three and it should be like way more than that what you mean film criticism should have a diverse population that's more representative of the diverse general population you know we're getting That's an really idea. wild. We're getting really wild. In We're this getting episode. a little too wild. You're telling me women should be able to make films and we should have differently abled people as film critics and filmmakers? What? What a concept. So silly, Morgan. So so wild, so chaotic. The most chaotic we've ever been on this dear podcast. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Anything else that we need to talk about this wonderful hug of a film? It's on Apple TV Plus. Go watch it. It's a good time. It's also under two hours, which I appreciate. Yeah. It's almost there. It's like an hour and 50 minutes with credits, but still good stuff. Then go watch Mythic Quest on Apple TV when you're done. See everyone, we have a whole plan for you. Well, again, uh, thank you so much, Chels, for joining me so that we could talk about Coda. Thanks, Morgan. This is a great idea. This is a fun one. Yep. All right. We'll see you all next time or talk to you all where you cannot answer back next time. Exactly.
Peace. Thanks for listening to the Untitled Cinema Gals Project. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show on your favorite platform. Connect with us over on Twitter and Instagram at at CinemaGals, where we'll link our other podcasts in writing. And thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.